Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone. Welcome into ACC Tailgate. My name is Will Dalton. I am your host. Uh, welcome in to Chris Landry Football, and welcome in on a Thursday. Hope everybody's doing well. Uh, we're running a little behind today. Uh, you know, usually we like to, we like to start the show around eleven or a little after eleven. Uh, it's a little further after eleven than I would like. Uh, I was having some technical difficulties here at the house. I was struggling. Uh, to get the stream up, and then after I got that taken care of, my microphone wouldn't connect to my computer, Uh, so as you can probably hear, the audio quality isn't quite as good because I'm just literally using uh, the microphone on my old-ass laptop, so uh, yeah, that's what we're working with today, but hope you are having a great, lighting's good, at least least the picture quality's good here, as good as it can be with this laptop, but Other than that, having a great day. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, ACC football schedule came out this morning, so I'm excited to get into that. I've got my first kind of sort of in-depth ACC basketball evaluation I want to get into today, which I'm excited about because, you know, ACC basketball is my bread and butter, but I haven't gotten into as much basketball as I have football up to this point in the show. Uh, So I'm excited to do that. I'm going to talk a little uh, NFL playoffs, obviously. You know, we've got a week, weekend off, I should say, uh, as far as NFL playoffs, you know, or Super Bowl, that's all we got left. Uh, Pro Bowl was supposed to be uh, this weekend, but obviously for COVID reasons, they canceled that. However, uh, they are replacing it with something else. Uh, I don't know all the details of how it's going to work, but they're essentially the P- the the players who made the Pro Bowl are essentially going to play Madden against each other. And that's going to be the Pro Bowl festivities, which me personally, as somebody who plays Madden and likes video games and is into that type of stuff, I love it. I love the idea because I think, you know, I saw a post on Instagram. Uh, let me move in a little bit so make sure you can hear me as good as possible with this, again, laptop mic we're working with today as we welcome in our first viewer. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I saw a post on Instagram the other day, and it was essentially, you know, the cliche thing we've done about is just shit on 2020 and all the bad, which rightfully so, all the bad things that came out of 2020, you know, it, it was pretty much kicked off with Kobe Bryant's death, essentially, 
and just went on tilt from there on out. I mean, Kobe and COVID and just everything and all the political stuff that took place. Very uh, interesting year, and it's become very cliche to kind of just shit on 2020. Me personally, I try to take the other end and the other perspective of what were the good things to come out of 2020. Like, I'm not saying there's not, you know, I'm not putting blinders on and saying there's not hard things that happened and they're still kind of lingering from 2020 because there is. But I try to go the other way in anything and look at the positives and look at the good things that came out of it. Uh, And I think, and this is kind of a lighthearted example, uh, you know, considering some of the things I just mentioned, like Kobe's death and COVID and things like that. But I think one of the things that came out of 2020, specifically in sports, is virtual fans, virtual events, and esports. Those three things for me are the things that really stick out as far as things that really kind of grew out of 2020's events. Because I mean, you, I mean, we saw it specifically in the NBA bubble. You know, the virtual fans. I think you're going to see more of it. Like, I don't. I don't, there are certain kind of like how 9/11 was. There were certain things that were ramifications of 9/11. You know, specifically kind of how we handle things in airports and airport security and things like that. That never went back to the same. And I think you're going to see a lot of that with the events that took place, mainly because of COVID. Um, you know, I think I don't think um, I don't think the mat. Now, let me preface this by saying the mask thing will go away because I got to tell you, I ain't wearing a mask. Like as soon as the news comes out that we're good, we can take them off. Mine's going into tra- not the trash because you never know. I'll keep it somewhere. It's coming off. I got to show this. Like I, I want people, I- and plus, you know, it's it's hard. And for me, you know, I'm a, I'm a communicator. You know, I like to talk to people. Uh, and it's, it's hard because I know with a mask on, people can't understand me as well. So you kind of do, you got to have a few more, you know, like say, come again. You know, what, what was that? Like, you got to double take a, a little bit more than I would like. Because, uh, I mean, again, I'm a communicator and I like people to understand me. And, the, and with them, and, and, pr- and f- prime example, I'm a play-by-play broadcaster for William Peace University in Raleigh. And while I'm doing the play-by-play, like I've got the headset and the mic down, but I have to do it with a mask on. And you can tell, uh, you can tell like when you, when I go back and I listen to the broadcast, it's a little muffled. So I don't like that. And I like to be able to see people's faces and expressions. And then it's, it's more difficult for me to understand people with people. So the mask thing will go away, I think. But I think there will be some circumstances where people continue to wear it, like on airplanes, maybe. Like I've heard people can, you know, say that that even after the pandemic's over, like they're from now on when they go on an airplane, they're wearing one. So, um, so yeah, there's certain things that won't completely go back to normal, but I think things like I just mentioned, the virtual fans, that I don't think that's going anywhere. It might evolve, but I think that's something that's going to stick around because I mean. Think about it. Like if you wanted to take part in a game, but you co- you you couldn't be there, but you wanted to kind of, it's kind of cool. It's like, even if you're not able to be there, it's like you could still take part and, you know, you're still there. Like your image is there. 
and people can see that maybe even on the TV screen. And that's kind of cool. It's a, it's a, it's a different way to take part in the event. I mean, we saw, I mean, we saw, you know, just plain people sitting next to Shaq in the virtual stands and sitting next to other celebrities. I mean, that's, that's kind of cool. That's kind of a fun thing to do. So I think that is not going anywhere. I think that'll continue to, to evolve. Uh, I think virtual events, I don't think that's going, which I mean, I guess in a way that's the same thing as the virtual fans. Uh, you know, I don't, well, well, again, it'll evolve, but I think the virtual stuff isn't going anywhere. And esports grew out of the events of 2020. And we're seeing it with the Pro Bowl this weekend. You know, instead of playing the actual game, you know, which was canceled due to COVID, they're going, some of these players that were in the Pro Bowl, they're going to go at it with each other in Madden, which to me, that's really cool. Like, I would watch that. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I would watch that because I play Madden. I like Madden. And I would watch, you know, my favorite football players play the game. Uh, so I think that was un- some things uh, to grow out of 2020. So take that for what it's worth. It's just a little optimism to start our show. Uh, you know, the good things to come out of 2020. So Let's get down to business. ACC football schedule released. In fact, I'm going to pull it up for you here. The ACC football schedule released earlier this morning. Um, so they are going to return to their eight game or eight conference game format. Uh, seasonal start in September. And um, I'll pull it up for you here. Give me just two seconds. Here we go. So there is your 2021 first look at the schedule. Now it is a lot because <laughs> it's it's basically everybody's schedule on one screen. Um, but you, you know you can you can figure this out. Just find your team and then go from left to right, and that's their schedule. Um, so, yeah, they're going back to their eight-conference format. Things should be – from what I've heard, uh, you know, different people say, you know, we should noticeably – should noticeably see things start to kind of go back to normal around September, which is when the season starts. So that'll be good. Um, you know, they are going back to divisional play. Um, here's some of the things that kind of stuck out to me as I scanned over this quickly uh before the show um obviously the well i'll get to that last i'll get to my carolina thing last um miami has a kind of a tough not kind of they got a tough non-conference schedule you know miami was ranked 25 in the you know way too early preseason poll um you know i i personally think a lot of their success this season is going to depend on if First question, if De'Eric King comes back at the start of the season from his injury. And then the question is, does, obviously, does he come back the same? Does he come back better? Or does he come back not as good? We'll see. And Miami's – the bulk of their success this season is going to depend on that because I think he is the engine that makes that car go or stall. And I think that – um their defense, how they're able to build up their defense is going to be a question as well. But De'Eric King's the big one. So they start off the season. 
they start off the season with an exhibition matchup against Bama. So at least I think that's an exhibition matchup. So, you know, it is just exhibition, but it is Bama. So that's a tough way to start it off out the get-go. App State's second game of the season non-conference, that's no slouch. I mean, App will sneak up and get you. I mean, they're they're a good team. Um, they could get sneaky. Michigan State, that's another tough one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they got a pretty interesting non-conference schedule. Uh, let's see. Virginia Tech. Another thing that kind of stuck out to me is, you know, Virginia Tech, <laughs> I don't know what – they're going to look like when we get, you know, I, again, like we haven't gotten into the recruiting stuff yet. I don't know what they're going to show up looking like next season. I really don't. I don't, they got some, they got some things to figure out. Obviously we all know that. Uh, nobody knows that better than their own fans. So now I say all that to say this, the good news for Virginia tech is they come back um, and they've got a lot of home games early. The bulk of their away games, which is the gray boxes, you know, white will be home, gray is away if you're looking at your team's schedule. Um, The only away game they have early, they start off the season against Carolina. I hope we kick their teeth in. Um, You've got West Virginia, non-conference, on the road. And other than that, you don't have – Another, you, you know, you don't have another non-conference game until October 30th at Georgia Tech. Then the last four, four of the last five games you have are on the road. Georgia Tech, Boston College, Duke is at home, Miami, and UVA, that's on the road. So you've got some op- – now, granted, a couple of those matchups are interesting. I think Carolina, you're going to get your ass kicked. Notre Dame, I don't want to say get your ass kicked because I don't know what state they're going to show up in, but I think they're going to beat you. Uh, I think Pitt's going to be tricky because I think they're going to come back a lot better next year. Syracuse, you should win that one. So you've got some tricky games even in that home stretch. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, and, and by the way, these away games, you know, we'll see how Georgia Tech looks. We'll see how much they can improve. I think they could get sneaky next year as well. They're just Again, depends on what they're bringing in. Depends, just depends. But Boston College is going to be good. Miami should be good if I had to guess. Duke, eh, not so much. UVA, I think they could be better. So Virginia Tech really has a tough schedule home and on the road. But so that that's kind of stuck out to me. And then speaking of UVA, they got a lot of they have a lot of important games. Um, that was one thing that I felt very fortunate. Uh, as a Carolina fan, because, you know, a lot of ske- – like, for example, Clemson and Notre Dame, they didn't have really strong – now, it didn't matter in the end, but they didn't have very strong schedules. And if you're a team that you're trying to get in the conversation of the top 25, you're trying to get in the conversation, you know, and this is a lot lower select few of teams, but if your point still stands – if you're trying to get into the top four of the college football playoff, if you're trying to get into the top 25 conversation and you have a week, like you could be undefeated or only have one or two losses, but if you've got a weak schedule, it's going to make it difficult. You it's going to make it difficult for you to get in that conversation. Carolina last year did, had a lot of important games late, you know, cause that get, you know, they dropped the ball against FSU. They dropped the ball against UVA. 
got knocked out of the top 25, but they had a nice little stretch of games at the end of their season where they were able to kind of pick themselves up if they did well and they did and, you know, you know, made it to the orange bowl and lost to Texas A&M. So the strong finish for Carolina UVA has a little bit of that this year. Now there, when you look at it, the first one on that schedule, that's kind of like that is UNC. That one's on the road. Wake Forest. I don't know how Wake, For- Wake Forest had some pretty good moments this year. I don't know how they're going to look next year. Um, Miami, if they're, you know, if they end up being what they could be, that could be an important one for UVA to win. Uh, Louisville, I don't know how they're going to show up. I would, I want them to be in my gut that they're in my gut. I think they're going to have a solid season. We'll see. Uh, Duke, Georgia Tech, BYU got an open game, and then Notre Dame and Pitt. You've got two potential. Depending on what Pitt ends up doing. And then, you know, assuming Notre Dame is a pretty strong force next year, those could be two very important games late in the season for UVA. So that is the stuff that kind of stuck out to me uh, when I looked at this schedule. But I'll tell you, and now my Carolina fandom's going to stick out just a bit. Hello again. Um, had that scheduled up for a while uh, for the podcast listeners that couldn't see it. Um. Here's the thing that stuck out to me naturally as I looked at the schedule. So the matchup that I wanted the most was Carolina versus the Clemson Tigers. We didn't get it this year. We did get it two years ago, Matt Brown's first year. Carolina damn near pulled off the upset. I wanted that matchup this year because – I think Carolina is going to be a lot closer to Clemson. Now, this just could be me hoping, but I I would like to think that assuming Carolina continues on the trajectory that they're on, another a third year with Matt Brown, more of his recruits coming in, continue getting better with Sam Howell and what they already had, get some resemblance of a good solid defense. I think Carolina is going to close the gap significantly more to Clemson than people think. I just do that. And and I want to try and make it. This is not just my Carolina fandom here. This is me seriously thinking based on the trajectory that they're on, what Matt Brown was able to do without his recruits in his first year, what he was able to do when they finally came in with his recruits this past season, getting all the way to the orange bowl, uh, you know, because remember, again, falling out of the top 25, facing a little bit of adversity, and then getting back in, getting on a little bit of a roll, and hanging with Texas A&M, a team that, you know, was right on the bubble for the for the com- for the top four of the college football playoff. Obviously, Notre Dame won that, but they were right there along with Florida. To hang with that team for three quarters with Without your best running back, without your best receiver, without your best defender who sat out because obviously they were thinking about the draft, to hang for three quarters? Shoot. That's a trajectory. So if you continue to build on that, 
Carolina is getting very close to that top four tier of the college football. They're, they're very close. And if they continue to build, they're closing the gap with Clemson. Because don't forget, Clemson's got some stuff they got to figure out because their secondary got exposed, their trenches got exposed, technically for a second straight year in the championship game. You know, LSU, that's a tough one. But still, with Carolina being the offensive team that they are and how explosive they are with that, if Clemson doesn't solve some of their problems on that side of the ball, I'm telling you, Carolina's going to cause some problems with Clemson in what they and the game that they will finally match up in, hopefully, is Carolina. We are going to get Carolina and Clemson this coming year, and it ain't going to be in the regular season. ACC title, Charlotte, Carolina, Clemson. Carolina wins and gets the throne in the ACC. How's that grab you? Now that, I know I talk a lot on this show about, you know, separating my Carolina goggles and my objective goggles. That was full on, that little part at the end was full on Carolina. I don't know, I'm hoping that we get Clemson UNC in the title game, but I meant what I said. Seriously, I do think, on a serious note, if I have a serious bone in my body somewhere, I really believe that Carolina is going to close the gap with Clemson a lot more than people think. I, I really believe that. If they, I mean, again, if they, if they don't stay on the trajectory that they're on, they won't. But assuming they do and can, and assuming that they build on what they've already been up to, it, it ain't as big of a gap as people are going to think. I'm telling you, it's not. So remember, I said that if you follow me on Instagram or anything else, and if Clemson makes it, and if Carolina makes it to the ACC title game, and especially if Carolina wins it, I will re-air the last little 10-minute rant to be, to be historically correct and to feel good because Carolina finally got them. So just be aware of that. Uh, let's see. Got a few comments in here. Actually, before we get to that, I didn't do this on the last show, and I need this is important. Uh, always got to get our sponsors in here uh, that keep this show going with us. Um, American Betting Experts, our sponsor, big shout out to them. Uh, they have a deal uh, for you guys um, on our uh, website, LandryFootball.com. If you've never been there, be sure to go check that out and subscribe. We would love to have you guys there. Uh, American betting experts, they sponsor us and all of our shows here on Landry Football. And they've teamed with us to give you guys, the listeners, a special offer. And what you're going to want to do is you're going to go to our, lebs- our website, our website, LandryFootball.com. Click on the ad in the upper right side of the page. Pick among the gaming sites legal in your state, BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, whatever gloats your boat. Uh, and it's literally that easy. Again, you go to LandryFootball.com and get that ad on the upper right side of the page and get it on that action from them. So we appreciate them and we appreciate you guys uh, for getting in on that. Let's get to the comments here. And by the way, uh, we've got a couple you know, live viewers here. Please get in the comments on this. I'm curious. 
with the ACC schedule coming out today, I'm curious what is the matchup you're most excited about. Now, mine was a matchup that ain't happened until the title game, Clemson-Carolina. I was hoping to get it in the regular season, but we'll work it out. Uh, I want to know in the comments what you guys, what matchup, whether it's your team, whether it's just something as a football fan you're excited to watch, um, it's just a compelling game, what matchup are you most excited to see? We've got a few comments already, Spartan Barton, my guy. Um Let's see here. He says, since we we're just talking about Clemson, I'll do this one. What if Clemson loses their season opener to Georgia? Let's go to the schedule here. Uh, let's see. I mean, let's see here. Clemson, second row up top there on your screen. So, yeah, they open up against Georgia, exhibition game. Uh, that is then followed up by Stanford, followed up by Georgia Tech, and then they go on the road at NC State, and then that's way down the road. Um, well, I mean, what if they lose that? Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on the context of that question. You know, what it, you know, broadly, what if they lose it? It's like, all right, they lost an exhibition. Um now, a little more detailed look at it is how did they lose it if they do lose that game against Georgia? Um, you know, that th I think that's the big question is because, I mean, obviously I I'm not one of these people that starts freaking out. Um, let me get this off your screen seat. I'm not one of those people. Now, granted, I'm not a typical sports media person. You know, I'm not one of these people that, if a team loses the first game of the freaking season, are they in trouble? It's the first game, people. Now, maybe I have a different perspective because I was an athlete. I played all the way up to college in baseball. So maybe I have a different take on that where it's like, it was one game. What, what, what are you talking about? We got we got a lot to do here. Like, what? So uh, maybe I have a different perspective on that, or maybe I just don't feel like making a story out of nothing. Could be. Um, yeah, so Spartan Barton adds on to that question. Will it ruin Clemson's season if Clemson loses to Georgia that season? No, I don't think so. Listen, I don't care how bad you lose. At the end of the day, ain't no first loss of the season. Unless – that was the only credible team on your schedule, then that could be a problem, but that's not the case here. It won't ruin their season because at the end of the day, now, let me let me say this. If that, which it's not going to happen because they're an elite program and this doesn't happen usually to elite programs, if it gets in your head, that'll ruin your season and it started at the first game, but I don't think that's going to happen here. Will it ruin their season? No, it won't. Um because, again, it is just exhibition. But it will be interesting, though, just to see if they were to lose. How did they lose it? I mean, was it a blowout? I mean, was it because of stupid mistakes? Was it tight and it just happened to go Georgia's way late? You know, kind of like the Notre Dame-Clemson game went, you know, since that was one of DJ's uh, starts, uh, DJ Youngalele, which we'll see for Clemson, obviously, next year. I got to learn to say his name better. Um 
So, no, it won't ruin their season. Uh, and then he adds loss to Georgia, then a loss to UNC. <laughs> yeah, buddy. A loss to UNC in that damn ACC title game. You got that right. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Clemson is on a downward trajectory with the added recruiting competition with UNC and UF on the come up. Um, yeah, I can see why you would think that. Um, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to say that, I mean, obviously when you're going from coming from Trevor Lawrence and, you know, Travis Etienne's gone, it is technically a downward trajectory from that, but I'm not going to say it's like a devastating trajectory. It's just like, all right, we ain't quite what we were, but we're still really freaking good and one of the best teams in the country. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Trying to get to, I want to, I want to get to more comments. Like I, I already think I do a good job getting the comments. I try, I want to get to all these damn things. So let's keep going. Um, the morale of the new quarterback could be in the dumps. I don't think if you're talking about Clemson's quarterback, I don't think so. Um, because I mean we've already seen. I I think DJ Youngalele for Clemson is going to be really good. I mean we've already seen him put up records. Record-setting numbers at Notre Dame uh, this past season. I mean, he put had a heck of a game against a really solid Boston College team already as well. So, no, I uh, see Clemson thinks playoff every year, so it wouldn't be just an expert. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Um, yeah, I listen. At the end of the day, I think. Uh, do I think? Carolina is going to close the gap a lot more than people think on Clemson. I do, but I got to and I and I harped on this by the way earlier in the season after DJ Youngalele showed us some stuff. Uh, they ain't going anywhere. Yeah, they're dropping a little from Trevor Lawrence, arguably the goat of college quarterbacks. Uh, Travis Etienne, one of the greatest ACC running backs of all time, to do it. Uh, that's a slight drop down. But there's it, they're going from like elite to just not quite like it, it, that. It's it's a slight drop off. Um, I will now again. I I'm I don't have any questions about DJ Younglele. By the way, if if you didn't already grab, gather that, I have questions on the defensive side of the ball for Clemson. Which is why I think if they don't get some stuff figured out on the defensive side of the ball, they're in trouble against Carolina. I'm telling you. We all saw what Carolina – they averaged a little over 40 points a game. 40. 4-0. That ain't, that ain't too shabby. I don't care who – when you're averaging that many points a game, either you're really good or you need to find a new conference. Uh. So, yeah, uh, defense is going to be critical for Clemson this year. Uh, So we'll see what they do. They're going to need to figure some stuff out again in the trenches. Um, But this was fun. Like, I I, I was excited about this show today to the point where – now, granted, I had some technical difficulties earlier, so we got a little bit of a late start. I didn't really get to get into my ACC basketball stuff as much as I wanted to. Um, But since we've got about – about five minutes left. I will uh, wrap up with just it's. I mean, it's it's not going to take long. It's just a quick little evaluation 
of where teams are at in the ACC basketball landscape. I, you know, I wanted to kind of get into that a little bit, but obviously the schedule coming out this morning for football was, was pretty exciting to talk about. Um, so ACC basketball. Let's just say this is a quick little evaluation of where teams are at at this moment. So your national contenders. UVA, number one, obviously, and FSU. Those are your two teams as of this moment that are national contenders. I told y'all, I'm going to keep harping on this. I told y'all not to sleep on FSU. Told y'all not to do it. And, you know, some of you took naps. But I told y'all. Now, and again, you know, I'm I'm in a little bit of a minority here because a lot of the FSU fans themselves don't think that the Seminoles are quite as good this year as they were last year. I think they are a little bit better. Maybe not like a lot better, but I definitely think they're a little better. That's just my opinion on that. Um, so those are your national contenders, UVA and FSU. Teams that are on the rise. Carolina, the Tar Heels. Uh, they, they aren't quite you know kind of a kind of a humble yourself moment here i guess if you can call it that i had pretty high hopes now we ain't done yet but i had pretty high hopes for carolina going into the season um they're not quite where i thought they would be you know i mean i thought that i mean granted i they're they're on the rise they've been figuring some stuff out lately uh, i think they're getting ready to enter the top 25 again but and you know what? Come to think of it, as a Carolina fan, it's been like this all the time. I mean, every year we kind of – we're slow to get started usually, but once we get going, we're going. And so I guess, you know, that, that's kind of the typical Tar Heel trajectory, I would say, most seasons. Um, so, yeah, on the rise, Carolina, I think they're going to enter the top 25 anytime now. Um, they're coming. Solid but inconsistent teams. Louisville, Virginia Tech, and Clemson. I was very happy to see Clemson having the season that they're having. Uh, Coach Brownell, I'm very fond of him. I'm, I'm kind of fond of anybody that kind of has a really good sense of humor, and he does. A uh, really good dude, and I was happy to see him getting, um, you know, get, getting some of the success that he deserves. You know, Clemson had some really good – wins last year you know it was a far-fetched idea that they were in the NCAA tournament bubble conversation but they weren't that far out of the conversation but they weren't they still weren't going to get in but to have the to see them build on that and have the season that they're having even though they just got knocked out of the top 25 I'm really happy for uh Clemson and Clemson fans and coach Brownell on that um Pitt I, I, by the way Pitt's also in that conversation Teams that are solid but inconsistent. Uh, thin resumes, thin resume teams, but they could be interesting. Syracuse, Duke, Georgia Tech, and NC State. NC State kind of sticks out to me this year. Um, you know, they were in the bubble conversation a lot of last year, and I think had we played the NCAA tournament, I think when it was all said and done, they wouldn't have got in because they kind of – they lost a little bit of that momentum that they had last year that put them in that bubble conversation. Um, and I think they're a little better this year. Obviously, it's weird 
not seeing Duke in the top 25, but they did just get their first win uh, in a while the other night. I forget who it was against. Help me in the comments if you remember. Um, Georgia Tech, I think that's that was it. Um, and then the rest, uh, you know, teams that are really not doing anything and aren't going to do anything, Notre Dame, Boston College, Miami, and Wake Forest. So – you know, that, that's your bottom of the barrel, a.k.a. In fo- on the football side, you know, like you got had Duke and Syracuse and, uh, you know, Georgia Tech, which they could be on the come up. But the point is that's, that that's, that is a quick little, since I didn't have much time to get into that anyway, a quick little observation, diagnosis, if you will, of where teams are at in the AC basketball landscape. Obviously, we'll get uh, a little more into that, I think. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and tease a segment here for Tuesday's show because it's been it's something that's been on my mind. Obviously, as a Carolina fan, it's been on my mind. Now, they are on the come up, but what happened with Duke and Carolina this year specifically? Um, I could add Kentucky into that. Maybe I will, but they're the SEC, and, you know, this is ACC here, but You know, Duke and Carolina, they started out really, uh, really high, high anticipation, high expectations. And even though Carolina's on the come up, they're probably getting ready to re-enter the top 25, which is great. They ain't where I thought they would be at this point. And Duke sure isn't because I don't even remember the last time Duke wasn't ranked, maybe never in my lifetime, like I said the other day. Uh, So we're going to get into that on Tuesday's show. What the hell happened? with Carolina and Duke and where are they headed for the rest of the season. We're going to get into that. Uh, obviously, with the Super Bowl coming up next weekend, uh, we're going to get into some Super Bowl conversations. We're going to get into you know, how Tom Brady is really pulling, pulling off a of LeBron James this year. We'll get into that more specifically. Uh, we're going to get into you know the Mahomes-Goat conversations, when that could come up. We're going to get into Tom Brady and the Bill Belichick stuff. You know, does Belichick need, now that Tom Brady has at least gotten to a Super Bowl in his first time without Belichick, does Belichick need to do the same to protect and maybe enhance his legacy more? Does that need to happen? And damn it, what's your favorite Super Bowl food? What's your Super Bowl traditions? I want to get into that. So uh, that's it for today. Uh, More shows coming up here on – Chris Landry Football, thank you for tuning in to ACC Tailgate. Appreciate the comments. I'm your host, Will Dalton, a.k.a. Wilburn Gold, signing off. We'll see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern time, uh, and we'll get into it then. Have a good rest of your weekend, and we will see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.